Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Nick Long. Morning, everyone. Um, I should put a caveat that I've just had an operation to remove my tonsils, so I'm really struggling to speak today, um, so please bear with me um, as, I, as I talk about Proverbs. But we're going to look at um, Proverbs 18, uh, verses 23 to 19, um, verse 7, and I've, I've skipped a couple just to kind of um, focus on time. So I'll just read those out now, and hopefully they're on the screen. So it starts, A poor man pleads for mercy, but a rich man answers harshly. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Wealth brings many friends, but a poor man's friends desert him. Many curry favour with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of a man who gives gifts. A poor man is shunned by all his relatives, how much more do his friends avoid him? Though he pursues them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. So we see in this passage um, all these comments about society and wealth and how people are around wealth and relationships. Um, And we notice that people tend to chase after wealth in relationships. And we could put that more broadly that um, people put self-interest um, first often in relationships with others. Um, and the other thing we see is that the rich often are proud and look down on the poor. Um, and it's important to note these are, in the style of Proverbs, these are observations, they're not endorsements. Um, and there's only one bit of actual instruction uh, in the verses that I've included, um, which is chapter 19, verse 1, which says, Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. So we see that um, even though people are often so self-interested, particularly after money, but after other things too, that um, righteousness, that being close to God is what counts and that everything else is is unimportant compared to that. Um, And we have that beautiful quote from Jesus that really captures that, where he says, and you command, I give you love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So the idea is it's so countercultural, this radical love, that the only way people can explain it is by saying God must be in that, um, that these people must be disciples of Jesus. Um, so we are supposed to be so different from this kind of self-interested pursuit of money and other things that we often see in the world. So, um, so how do we guard against that? How do we... Um, you know, we, we're not perfect, we have these struggles too, and how do, how do, what are some practical advice um, to, to practice love in our relationships rather than this self-interested pursuit of money or whatever else it might be? Um, and I just wanted to give two, two really quick um, tips on that. Um, so uh, the first one is to practice radical hospitality. Um, and this hasn't really been possible in COVID, uh, but now as things open up, it might be more possible. Uh, even if, like me, you are an average cook, 
um, because there seems to be the sense in the Bible that meals are important. Uh, you know, Jesus, um, in the Old Testament, we have this Passover meal, which was given to the Jews to, to commemorate together um, the Exodus. And then in the New Testament, Jesus adapts that into a communion meal, which is um, something we do together. So it unifies us. And it also is something which, um, you know, puts our motives to the side and says, we're going to come to this to remember Jesus and what he did for us. And in fact, Jesus is constantly eating with people in the Bible. So he's, you know, he's always at someone's house or he's inviting them or he's cooking or whatever. Um, mostly with everyday folk, although with rich people too. And in Luke 14, we see this um, image that Jesus gives uh, of the great banquet. And this is a picture of the kingdom of God. Um, and the point of the image is that it's a wide invitation. So everyone is invited. And it turns out um, that all the people who were rich and powerful and important weren't so important to this party. Um, it's a much wider invitation than that. Um, and then in the same bit of Luke 14, Jesus says um, really directly, when, you, when you're having a lunch or a dinner or something like that, invite people who can't repay you. Uh, you know, it might be people who literally can't afford a fancy meal, but it might just be people who haven't had many invitations recently. Uh, so the point is, you know, practice hospitality in a way that is not self-interested um, and really is generous in how you do it. And then the second point, um, again, really, really small point, is, is just to be attentive in your conversations with others. Uh, I wonder if probably like me, you've had those conversations where you're stuck with someone who you don't really want to talk to uh, and you're kind of half paying attention, you're looking over their shoulder, you're... Um, looking for a way to gracefully exit as quickly as possible without offending too much. And probably the other person knows it too. Um, and it might be because we've got something more important to do that we're interested in, or we want to talk to the other person over there who's, I don't know, better looking or, or more fun, or, or they might be wealthier. Um, but whatever it is, it's something probably um, about us. Um, but Jesus really wasn't like this. Uh, you know, if you go through the Gospels, we notice that he constantly has these encounters where he's on his way somewhere. He's got something important to do, but he still stops when he sees someone. And he has these these amazing encounters which change people's lives. Um, Rima and H talked about this um, with Levi the other week, where um, people saw just a, a corrupt tax collector, but Jesus saw a disciple. Um, but there are so many other examples where Jesus is just beautifully attentive to everyone he meets. And um, somehow he's able to bring God into the situation. Um, so the encouragement is really uh, uh, in these moments when we find ourselves, and it could be after church at HDC on a Sunday. It could be um, on the street when you pass someone. It could be so many different times. Uh, it is just to invite the spirit and to be present and attentive to the other person. Um, and when we do that, we often find that Jesus was there all along. And we have these amazing moments. This morning on HTC Daily, we started by thinking about the life of Joseph and in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, this is what he says. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And we thanked God that he is always working for good and for the ways that he is saving many lives. Nick then spoke to us and we responded by praying 
that we would practice hospitality in the way of God and that we would invite different types of people into our lives, into our homes. And we also prayed that we'd be attentive in the conversations that we have each day and we would invite the Holy Spirit to guide us in all that we do.